Good day, everybody, and welcome to this week's podcast. We're talking about the road less traveled through the coronavirus crisis and how to do that authentically. My name is David Irvin, and I'm here with my co-host, Ali Stone. Um, Our life's work is to connect leaders, difference makers who are committed to making the world a better place. Connect these leaders with their authentic self so that they can amplify their impact on those that they love and that they serve. And this crisis that we're all in the midst of creates an opportunity to do this, to connect with our authentic self by taking in the words of Robert Frost, the road less traveled. So what does this actually mean? Rather than being consumed and immobilized by fear and discomfort and drama, we can actually use this time to deepen our presence and in the process become better people and better leaders. And we're going to explore together an open, real conversation with each other about what this actually means. Now, I have to tell you that this is a little uncomfortable for me because I'm used to asking the questions. And this is an opportunity where I get to be actually involved in answering the questions because I was hiding behind a lot of these questions before, and now I get to have my skin in the game and see what that looks like. So um, I, I look forward to this adventure that we're having together. So Ali, would you kick us off and start by just talking, we're gonna talk about caring and how do you care more deeply? I wrote a book called Caring is Everything and it's very close to my heart. And I'm just wondering what caring has meant to you and then I will share what it means to me in the context of walking through this crisis. Sure, sounds good. Um, First of all, I love that book. (laughs) Uh, It really meant a lot to me, too. I really enjoyed being able to, yeah, take in that material and and integrate that into into my heart and my caring practice. I think uh, for me, (laughs) caring, especially in this time of uncertainty, has become so incredibly important. Like, I didn't realize how challenging it would be um, I mean, we're all facing circumstances every single day that none of us had ever assumed or <laughs> thought we would ever uh, be challenged with. And it's it's not easy right now. And the one thing that I just keep coming back to is that uh, when I can put care out there as a leader and when I can, I, I can be with my people, even though that's only virtually <laughs> right now, um, that I'm making a difference. And, and that's what's really important for me because um, we all need connection and we all need care and we all need compassion right now. And I think that that's the big part of what we need in our communities. And I was thinking a little bit about, yeah, just kind of what had happened with me. And, and in the first podcast, um, we didn't get deep into what I, I do, but I've been in the restaurant industry for 15 years and uh, been a partner with the original Joe's and state and main franchise group. And it's been like an incredible career. <laughs> so for anybody that's listening that works in hospitality, Dave, you have a daughter in hospitality, you know that this is a very interesting industry and there's always a lot of things going on. But in the last 10 to 12 days of my career, I have been challenged in ways that I didn't even know, you know, were possible. And I was thinking about the story and how this all kind of came to be and how we ended up having these conversations. And I just thought it might be beneficial to share a little bit of my story and kind of how the caring came around for me and kind of how I came to this place. So for us and a lot of people in the restaurant industry, 
March 15th, 16th, and 17th were kind of the defining days for us. Um, and, you know, March 15th, we were really having a lot of uh, intense conversations back and forth uh, at our top-level leadership as to where this uh, COVID-19 was going to go, what it meant for us, what it meant for our industry. You know, and in the weeks higher, prior, we had been working really, really hard to set practices in place uh, to be safe and and to uh, take care of our communities. But, you know, when it, it came time that it was looking like we were going to have to close our restaurants down, that was really hard for us to believe. And, and my ch- greatest challenge with that was that if we did this and we closed our restaurants down, I felt as though we weren't taking care of the hundreds of people on our teams. So if we had to turn around and shut a restaurant down in less than 24 hours, people were without jobs. These are people who trusted us, who like are giving their lives, their service to us. And I, I don't take that very lightly, (laughs) you know? So, but for me, it was my real defining moment was actually uh, the morning of March 17th. So St. Patrick's day, I woke up and I, I knew, I knew we couldn't open the restaurants. I knew it was, it was irresponsible to bring people together on a day like St. Patrick's Day. And uh, well, it's always been a day we prided ourselves on and brought communities and people of all walks of life together. It just wasn't something that was going to happen in our world and it wouldn't have been the right thing. And, and I really came to the understanding that as a leader, sometimes we have to make some decisions Uh, that are really, really difficult and that are not going to, we want to care. We want to believe that caring is making everybody happy, but I actually read this in your book. That's not always the case. And sometimes we have to make the really hard decisions. And I had to make a hard decision that day to close down 11 locations with no notice. And, um, you know, I fully expected this like backlash from our team, which was, I was nervous and I was like, I had had a terrible day. Obviously it was one of the most emotional days I've ever had in my career. And I was expecting people to be frustrated with us and people to be upset that they had no job by the end of this day. And I got the complete opposite, which was really uh, reaffirming for me when it came to understanding what truly caring for people is and can be as a leader. So as I went into the night of March 17th, I was like, I keep thinking I should send this to you because it's really cool that I have all of these text messages and emails from team thanking us, (laughs) thanking me for making the decision ahead of government regulation and not being forced to uh, close down the rooms and doing that uh, out of care for them and for their safety. And while they're sitting at home and they're not sure how they're going to pay rent (laughs) or pay their bills they're grateful. And I just thought, wow, like that's, that's an incredible example of caring leadership. And I I wasn't a part of that message for all of those hundreds of people. So that filters into our team and what an incredible job our leadership team team did communicating that message too. So um, yeah, the caring, the caring is so incredibly important, but so incredibly challenging (laughs) right now. So the thought that comes to me is this quote that I've been carrying around that circumstances don't determine a person, they reveal a person. So what this reveals to me, the crisis that you went through, is it reveals the fact that you didn't start to care in the COVID-19 crisis. 
This is years of caring. So two questions. One would be, how would you describe the caring that preceded this, that was revealed through this crisis? And secondly, how did you keep your heart open, which is a requirement for this road less traveled in this day of uh, potential um, distraction? How did you keep your heart open when you knew that you could not fix this or make people happy? Do you want to respond to any of those two? And I don't want to avoid my own answers, so I, I will get to myself in a second here as well. Don't worry, I'll ask you some questions too. <laughs> um, okay, so I, for me, I think this is very personal um, and it's maybe not necessarily about uh, my organization and what I do, but it's what I live. So when I entered into my own personal agreement of being a leader, and as I grew in my life and I found myself charged with more and more responsibility, um, my personal <laughs> agreement, like I said to myself, was that I would be in service of others and that I would care for those that trust me to lead them. And um, when I made that agreement with myself, I had no idea <laughs> maybe what that meant or the ramifications that might have had in time. Um, but it was something that always guided me. So it was like kind of like my lightning rod or my guidepost. And anytime I was making a decision throughout the years of building this organization, and I always asked myself, is this in the best interest of the team? Is this going to make them feel like they're working for and with an organization that, that truly cares for them? Because to me, they're people, <clears throat> they're human beings, right? Um, and and I, I use this word a lot in our organization, but I love them. I love everybody. I tell them that all the time and they might roll their eyes at me, but that's truly how I feel. So, um, so for me, keeping my heart open is usually really easy because I just kind of express that. But in the last, uh, you know, whatever, 12, 14 days here, that's not been easy. So it's been really messy. <laughs> I'm going to say it's been really, really messy. And if anybody was in my office with me the day we had to close the restaurants or the days preceding when we had to make really hard decisions and even now we're making hard decisions, it's it's not pretty here. <laughs> Things aren't smooth and flowing. So I don't want to give that perception of that this has been an easy journey or a, or a simple journey. But I do think um, going back to having made that commitment to myself about taking care of people, I really do think it's been my, my guidepost. I feel like um, when I feel, and you could probably articulate this quite well, I know you understand it, but when you feel like you're a little off or you're not quite sure if you're making the right decision, if you can find that guidepost in your life, that thing that really means something to you, and measure what you're doing up against that, it can really help you in times of high uncertainty or stress or crisis like we're going through right now. So I think that's how I'm keeping my heart open. It opens and closes all the time. <laughs> and I have to be like, whoa, 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 you closed your heart again. Like this, this is probably not the best decision. And I've gone back and apologized to people and had, yeah, just the most crazy conversations. Um, but also the crazy thing is I feel like we're all becoming so much more connected and stronger 
And I was telling a couple of my leaders uh, yesterday that I just feel like the growth (laughs) that I've had in the last 10 days has just been exponential um, because I've tried to be really open to everything that's, that's coming my way. How do you feel like, David, that you're keeping your heart open right now? Because I know, yeah, you've been through a real roller coaster, roller coaster of emotions yourself. Well, it's been very interesting. So my whole business, I, I would love to pursue your story more, and we will. We will, because this, this is the beginning. It's not the end of your story. And uh, I want to extract more of the heart that you bring to your work and what that means as a leader and how you've invested in this so deeply, which is so the reason I'm having you here to share this experience with me. So my business in the speaking business has been turned upside down. As you can imagine, I make my living at being at events and speaking at events. So probably for the next six months, my income, at least the next six months, my income is, is essentially gone other than some, some time with uh, individual clients but even then, I'm, I'm really essentially giving my work away right now and just bringing value to my clients that way. Um, so I've gone through quite a roller coaster. And here was my first response in that first week. And I don't, I don't, I don't remember the week. The days have just kind of uh, melded together. I appreciate the fact that you remembered March 17th. Um, all I remember about March 17th is my daughter's birthday. So that's, that's what I, all I remember. But... What I do remember in that first week after the lockdown, I got very busy. Um, I wrote two articles. I produced a video. I arranged, um, how can I get the message out there? And it was, it was quite frenetic in, in, res- in retrospect. I've done a lot of thinking. Somebody told me the other day that this whole crisis is about God sending us all to our rooms and having us think about our lives. And, and um, I've done a lot of thinking. And in, re- in retrospect, I, d- I did a lot of writing and a lot of what I would call caring and what the world might perceive as caring. But in retrospect, I, at the end of it, you can say, well, what was wrong with that? And what was wrong with that is that I had a deep and profound feeling on the weekend that I wasn't doing enough. It wasn't enough. My contribution wasn't enough. I was comparing myself to all the other voices that are clamoring right now for our attention and are offering something worthwhile, all of whom have good things, but I was comparing, oh, why didn't I say that in my messaging? And why, it wasn't as good as, and I really had a little mini breakdown. And I said it wasn't enough. And what I began to realize in the last few days is that that caring, it wasn't, coming from my authentic self. It was to a degree, but it was also coming as a way of managing my anxiety and my fear. And so whenever I come from fear rather than my authentic, open-hearted self, I get depleted and it's not enough. And what I began to realize is that my caring has, I just, what I need to do right now is just to be self-caring. And we're going to talk about self-caring in our next podcast. But what I needed to do was retract and just be still and just get my bearings. The very things that I wrote about, I needed to actually do. So I need to understand in my impulsive reaction, I didn't go out and buy boxes of toilet paper. But what I did instead is that I wrote up, I stayed up all night and wrote an article. And okay, so you could argue, is the article better than the toilet paper? Probably. 
But you know what? It came from the same fearful place. It came from this place of inadequacy, and I have to fill myself up. And it made a contribution, but I really need to understand the difference between when our caring comes through us and when it comes from our fear. And there's a huge difference. And I am learning to distinguish the two. There's always a little bit, it's like a yin and yang, there's always a little bit of authenticity in all caring. It's who we are. But when it comes from a place of fear, which comes back to the point of when I felt as a kid and I felt alone and I had to reach out and do family therapy with my parents when they were in conflict with each other, it came from that same place. I have to do this rather than coming from a place of this is who I am and it's, it's an expression of who I am rather than a definition of who I am. So I'm exploring the difference between the two. And it took a mini, a mini crisis of my own this week to discover that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think, I think we've all had mini breakdowns <laughs> over and over. And uh, I, I'm sure everybody listening can resonate with that. I mean, there was a day last week when I was actually like laying on my floor crying because I was just just at my wits end right so it was at almost I was just thinking about what you're saying I was almost at that place of like feeling like coming from a place of I, I can't do enough I can't get this done and like this like I have to do this instead of realizing that I was like coming from a place of fear and closing my heart down and then put myself in this crazy stressed out state that took me half a day to come out of right and so I wasn't productive that day. And I, I, I can acknowledge that I probably didn't help as much as I would have liked to. But I also think there's, um, you know, and we're going to get to this in the next one in the self-care, but this will lead right into it. We have to pay attention to these things because whether we're feeling great or we're having a challenging day, if we're not acknowledging how we're feeling, then there's no way to move through it either. Right. So, um, you know, you can put this whole uh, this whole momentum or effort out there to care and to contribute to the world and try to help everybody and ourselves through this. But we have to we have to care about ourselves in all of this, too. Um, our buckets need to be full, too, <laughs> for sure. So from an authentic perspective, mm-hmm. what what we're asking our listeners to do is reflect as we go through this. No judgment. This is not about bad or good, right or wrong. It's about where is our caring coming from? There's an impulse in all of us. We are born to care. There's an impulse that is always authentic. But where does that come within you? And what actions come? Because caring out of fear, from my experience, will always lead to depletion and burnout. And uh, notice the actions that we're taking today. And notice, you know, are, are we seeking uh, to, to deflect from the fear that we feel by overly acting and overly caring? And maybe we're in a place right now, if you're in the healthcare system right now and you're asked to step up and just simply care, um, we, we, sometimes we have to just care without being conscious. But I'm asking... For, for myself, I mean, the, the world needs to change right now, but it has to start with me. I need to make fundamental changes. And the way that I'm doing this is just to be reflective 
on my actions and asking myself, where is that coming from? Is it coming from fear or is it coming from my heart? And we are not taught to know the difference. And that's our purpose in this podcast, is to have people reflect on, on, the, on that journey and to begin to understand the difference. Anything you want to say before we wrap this one up? Um, I just I just really resonated with, with what you said about how we sometimes have to care without being conscious, like we're just asked to step up and do things and it's what we've committed to. I would also maybe add, though, um, that if we can uh, understand that that's what's happening, our minds will also get to a place where we understand that there is even maybe 30 seconds a day in a day where we can reopen our hearts and provide some care for ourselves and and be there. Um, I think uh, that care without consciousness runs the danger of going into autopilot. And then that's when we're just like, it's like a big snowball <laughs> building running on fear. So I think there's um, a really important awareness piece there um, just to just to do that almost, I call it a heart check. <laughs> so every time I talk to our team right now, I, the first thing I say is, how are you feeling? Tell me how you're feeling right now. I don't, I don't care about work. I don't care what's going on. I, don't, I mean, obviously, if you want to talk about work, but I want to know how you're doing personally. Like, like let's actually check in and check in with our hearts because it just creates that little reminder, that little moment that you can say, yeah, this is okay. And I'm still here. And what's happening is still going to be happening in and around this. And it's okay to take a moment for myself and to check in and make sure that I'm okay in all of this too. So. 100%. Thank you for that perspective. Now, listen, you and I will continue these conversations and we'll continue posting them in this podcast every Wednesday morning. And as they evolve, we will bring other, perhaps other conversations with other leaders who are finding their way through this in what we're calling today the road less traveled through this crisis. So thank you everyone for joining us today. Stay tuned, stay safe, and please 